The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. I'm really excited about this interview because of the guest and also because of the title of the book. I think we need to hear more of this. The title of the book is Why Good Things Happen to Good People, How to Live a Longer, Healthier, Happier Life by the Simple Act of Giving. My guest is Dr. Stephen Post, Ph.D., and he wrote this book with Jill Niemark. And uh, he, Dr. Stephen Post, has been making headlines by funding studies at the nation's top universities to prove once and for all the life-enhancing benefits of the simple act of giving to yourself to others, of yourself to others. This exciting new research shows that when we give, mortality is delayed, depression is reduced, and well-being and good fortune is increased. And he has a love and longevity scale, which rates uh, what you're doing and how well you're doing it. Uh, welcome, Stephen Post. Welcome. Thank you, uh, Patricia. It's a delight to uh, <laughs> to hear your voice again. Yeah, thank you. It's um, I'm excited about this interview. You know... Uh, I've been looking at the test that you give, and I'm partially through it, but one of the things that I assume, even though I haven't finished, I assume one of the things that you look at in your book is people who care about people speak up in a positive way, but they let them know how they're feeling, particularly if something is not right. Speak to that. Well, there is a section in the book called Care Frontation. Yeah, a little different than it. confrontation, mm-hmm. uh, which is a more adversarial concept. But uh, look, anybody who's a, who's a true friend is going to be able to keep you on course when you're veering away from your core mm-hmm. values and the things that are most meaningful to you. Uh, those are the people you want to have in the room. You want them on your, your board. Uh, you want them in your family. Uh, you want them at the coffee shop. Uh, and there's a real skill involved in uh, uh, bringing truth to uh, to power, if you will. Mm. But in, and I think you're right. There's a skill because pe- we're afraid to do it. We're afraid we're really going to hurt someone. We don't want to lose that friend. But there, there is, talk about how how you can get around that. You just have to have confidence that people around you will recognize and value the kind of input that is honest and sincere. It has to be done very well. I don't think everybody is cut out for it. I use an expression in the book, the velvet hammer. (laughs) There are some people who can straighten you out a little bit uh, and make you feel great 
about the experience and have it be uplifting and energizing. Uh, and then there are some people who just are not particularly able to hold on to the connection in the way that they could because they really become uh, judgmental uh, and they, they, they forget that uh, we're all working with imperfection, uh, that we uh, wouldn't have any relationships with anybody if we were perfectionists in some sort of total sense. And so the deepest kind of friendship is not the sort of a friend that, you know, I just uh, party with or just casually hang out with, but, a, you know, a real friend, um, and Aristotle said this, is someone who um, is willing to speak honestly uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and share difficult truths. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I hear that, I do that, I don't think it's easy, but I, I and, and what I like is that, you know, often if you pick up a book like your book, Steve, and you think, oh, we're just going to go around being nice to everybody and having party and having funs, having fun, and, and that's exactly, that is not what you're saying. What you're saying is to be, to do good things and be a good person, you have to have courage. That's what I'm hearing. You do, and I work in a department of preventive medicine at Stony Brook Medical School, and we train one another, we train our students, residents, in how to do uh, transformative interviews. That can be very difficult. You have to uh, help someone come to a point where they realize that they need to change. There's some behavior that is destructive of others or that is self-destructive, usually both. Uh, you have to be able to uh, work and elicit uh, a desire to change and help them to articulate that uh, vision for a better life very clearly and, and ask them what they're going to do about it and give them counsel and, and follow up and I'll see you in two weeks or I'll see you in three weeks and let's, let's follow this pattern. And, and, and you know, it's, it's a tremendous art form uh, and it's terribly important because it's so difficult for people sometimes to um, to make the right kinds of changes in their lives. Yeah, it's, it's very important. And in your book, which I love, you have different chapters. One is called The Way of Celebration. One is called The Way of Forgiveness. The other one is The Way of Courage. And after each chapter, there's an assessment to see if you're courageous, to see you know, if you're celebrating, to see how much you forgive. So it, it's, and, and, and compassion's one of them, as well as loyalty and listening and creativity. So, I mean, it's very powerful because not only do you present the material, but then you say to people, how do you assess yourself in this? What's your hope with this book, and what have been the results so far with it? Well, it's done well. You know, it's sold uh, nicely. It's been translated into about a dozen languages, mm-hmm. uh, including Japanese and Chinese. Uh, Brazilian and so forth, but I still get a lot of response to it. People do find it uplifting. You know, um, it's um, it's a book about the various ways in which uh, kindness and love can be manifested in day to day activities. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. words like love. I mean, I'll, I'll I have a definition that I take from a psychiatrist. Harry Stack Sullivan, who was at the U of Chicago for a long time, uh, and he said, um, when the happiness and security of another is as meaningful and real to me as my own, 
I love that person. Notice, you know, I still love myself. Uh, but other people come into the picture. And so that's kind of the hub of the wheel. And then f- there are people who need forgiveness, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, there's somebody else down the hallway who needs some compassion because they've had a really hard uh, time with a with an opioid-addicted teenager, and they really they need some attentive listening. And there's someone else who is working on a big project that's really crucial to their futures and to their commitments, and they need a little creative help. Uh, some people need loyalty because, uh, you know, their, um, their spouse has left or their friends have betrayed them, and that happens in life. And so mm-hmm. there are a lot of different situations, and... And love takes many different modalities uh, accordingly. I I have found that. And I find that the more I feel that about people, and I really want to hear their inner stories, not just, you know, where they went and their travels and wasn't this a nice celebration and I exercised today, but you know what they're really going through? It really enriches my life, Stephen. And I've been having a lot of that lately. You know, I mean, when I go out with someone, this is a deep conversation. This isn't just, as I said, platitudes. And I think it makes a difference. And I also learn. You know, I learn because it may not be my point of view and it may not be my experience at all, but it, it gives me perspective. So I find it, I find it enriches my life. Yeah. Well, you know, that's all, that's all good news. There was a great writer. A lot of your readers or, or listeners have heard of him, Aldous Huxley. And toward the end of his life, this guy had written incredible books, uh, Brave New World and the Perennial Philosophy. The end of his life, he said, you know, it's a little embarrassing. I spent my entire life uh, pursuing truth and understanding, but in the final analysis, all I can say is try to be a little kinder. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that really tells you a lot. And, And... and just to be kind, you know, I, 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 I mean, we try to teach our medical students to be kind to the patients, kind to one yeah. another. Yeah. And, and it's so fulfilling because it's such a better alternative than to get caught up in destructive emotions, which have all mm-hmm. kinds of negative effects. Mm-hmm. I also find, too, that when somebody handles me in a way that I feel is negative or unkind... I don't hear it as well, and then I, um, it pushes me away because I, I think sometimes people say things and they don't give you credit for the things that are right. They just stress the things that are wrong, and I don't think that's helpful. I mean, I think it's, it's good to have the balance and you need to know, but sometimes it's hard to hear, and you take that one little piece and you make it into everything instead of putting it into perspective. Yeah, would yeah, you comment on that? Well, that's the way people are wired, you know. Um, yeah. Our our memory yeah. system is set up to really remember with great clarity uh, moments of humiliation, public humiliation, yeah. interpersonal humiliation. It's just always there and vivid and detailed. And we remember those things um, uh, in a way that we remember nothing else. And so you always have to be aware of what, you know, well, the, the neuroscientists, Patricia, will say the amygdalas, these little things in your brains, right. these fear centers. And you have to realize that everybody's amygdala 
is turned on and they're kind of viewing the field of their environment, looking for signals of danger. And if you feed the amygdala, you make it very difficult for people to uh, modify their lives, to, uh, to develop, to grow, uh, to be nurtured. Uh, so you always have to make sure that whatever you're doing, you're not uh, just speaking to the amygdala because you won't get very far. Mm-hmm. Very true. All right, we've got a couple minutes to break. What would be one thing, and then we'll come back and talk more about your book, Why Good Things Happen to Good People. What would be one thing that you would really uh, suggest that people do or that you feel that people are doing one basic thing uh, in order to really have good things happen in your life? Bad things happen to everybody. Uh, Nobody gets out of life alive. And wonderful people have difficult diagnoses or terrible accidents and so forth. But if you look at the science, there's no question that on average, people who are kind and who are givers, as long as they don't exhaust themselves and balance mm-hmm. matters, especially if you're a healthcare professional, mm-hmm. uh, but the givers flourish. They flourish. Yeah. They have yeah. better feelings internally. Uh, they're more resilient. Uh, they're more able to deal with stress. They self-report being happier, and it goes on and on. They have deeper friendships. And so when Mm. you look at the alternative, um, uh, you you just want to have confidence in that better side of your nature and do everything you can to live within that. And you will thrive, you will prosper, and you will live a happier and a healthier life on average. Mm. All right, and on that note, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to come back and hear more from Dr. Stephen Post, who is the co-author of the book, Why Good Things Happen to Good People, How to Live a Longer, Healthier, Happier Life by the Simple Act of Giving. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. I'm busy, and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste, and Freshly delivers to my home and my office, so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. 
but we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone we are back you are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show, and my guest is Dr. Stephen Post, Ph.D. He's the co-author of the book, Why Good Things Happen to Good People, How to Live a Longer, Healthier, Happier Life by the Simple Act of Giving. Stephen Post is a professor of bioethics and family medicine in the School of Medicine, Case Western University, and served as a senior research scholar at Beckett Institute at Youth College in Oxford University. And he has this a long, long list. He right now is at Stony Brook um, Medical School. And he is very, very involved in working with people and helping them to understand how when they do good things and they're courageous and they're compassionate, that they can live a healthier and happier life. Welcome back, Stephen. Thank you, Patricia. Okay, so um, what I was reading in your bio, um, you're not at Case Western now. You're at Stony Brook. That's right. I made that move east on Route 80 uh, (laughs) to develop a unique program on compassionate and empathic uh, care in uh, healthcare delivery. Yeah, great. So let's talk more about your book. Um, We talked about, you know, that it's very important to to give, but also, you know, to speak out and to be there for the other person, but be, be there, but also, as you said, you may have to have a hard conversation about behavior. So talk about that and also how in all of that, a big part of this is learning how to celebrate, because I think not enough of us do this. We work a lot. We blame a lot. We're on the go a lot, but true celebration, how that can enhance our lives. Hey, celebration really matters. It is a, it's such a key expression of kindness and love, but you're, you're right. A lot of us aren't good at it. My daughter is great at it. She does a lot of celebrating. It's part of her job, I suppose, in public relations. But, oh, it's, it's, it's so critical, it's so affirming uh, at every stage of life. Mm-hmm. And if you go through the years without celebrating the benchmarks and the accomplishments and the key events in other people's lives, you will look back in your old age and you will regret it because you will not have been successful. You may have many accolades mm-hmm. You may have many positions and titles, but if you didn't take the time uh, to celebrate, uh, you missed an awful lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have to say on that note, as you, were, as you were talking, this was running through my mind. 
I recently had a milestone birthday at the end of April, and I had probably 60 people, and my daughter came up, and there was a, a sort of a surprise to it, but she didn't tell me what it was. I know she had written to a lot of the people that I invited. She had actually done the invitations, even though I gave her the names, and she presented me with the most beautiful book. And in this book were pictures that people had sent of them and me and her and me. And each of them wrote things about their feelings about me, what they felt, their memories. And she wrote the most beautiful things about me that I, I didn't even know she felt this. And I'll have it forever. It is, it's just such beautiful testimony. And the words were so heartfelt. And, you know, I, I, I just can't, it's hard to even talk about it, but to say how meaningful that was to me. And I will always, always have that. And to have that for my own daughter, um, you know, we all have our ups and downs with our kids. But to have that, you know, that, that I was a true role model for her, which I wasn't really sure that was true, mm. is, is just amazing. And to get it in writing, it was very special. It's a beautiful thing. And, and, you know, celebration is very much connected with gratitude, with being thankful yes. for life, for the people around you. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to imagine um, love without a little laughter and a little celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, someone, uh, one of the uh, teachers that I follow said this, and I thought it was, and we all know it, but I really was listening. She said, if you, if you don't, if you live always a little bit ahead of yourself, then you're not enjoying the now, and then some of that's being taken away from you that when you really appreciate what's going on and accept what's happening now instead of, oh, when I get that, I'll be happier. When this happens, I'll be happier. Right? When you really are happy now, more will come to you. Comment on that. I do not myself live a captive to time. I, I, I look at the future and I know I have to be responsible and and. Plan things and 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 be visionary at times, but for the most part, in this very moment, you want to realize that you're the right person uh, at the right time in the right place, next to exactly the right person to uh, to celebrate, to show a little mirth when it can be helpful to them to reframe some difficulty. You're always the right person in the right moment uh, to be generous. And, and, and you always have to have confidence in that. Uh, so the now is, is, is really important. And the problem is that most people are so caught up in the anxiety. I mean, they're, they're clenching their teeth, Patricia, because they're just so caught up in you know, I've got to get from point A to point B to mm-hmm. point C to point D. I call it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, 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 I say this appreciatively, I call it the New York strut. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And, and you're in New York, right? So we're I'm not in New York. Say. I mean, I'm from, I'm from Cleveland. Not that things are that yeah. slow there, but, but it is a little different because people aren't, um, you know, rushing into Penn Station and rushing to work. I mean, what else can they do? It's an intense environment. Uh, but people need in the it, to take the time to connect, and that's what living in the now is. It's it's just allowing enough time. It doesn't mean that you're overdoing it, that you can't move on in life and think about your next event. But you have to be enough in the now to to connect. And I'll tell you something. Uh, when our students who who come from 
uh, you know, all over Greater New York, but a lot of them, uh, uh, when they go down to, uh, say, Atlanta or New Orleans recently, they come back and they say, you know, the most amazing thing was that people actually took the time to smile at one another and to greet one another, and they hadn't quite experienced that before. Yeah, it it's, makes a huge difference. But yeah. by the way, the, all the studies show that the people in New York are very kind. Mm. They're as kind as anybody else. It's just that uh, in many cases, they're a little frightened of their geographical neighbor. <laughs> okay? So, so, so they have great friendship networks. And if you're on the bus, I, got, I, I needed a dollar on the bus not too long ago. And I, I, and I looked, looked back in the bus. It was full. I said, does anybody have four quarters? And the whole place erupted. Yeah, we've got four quarters. I mean, New Yorkers are very giving and generous people. But, but unlike, say, in, in Ohio, in Cleveland, where if you moved into a neighborhood, uh, you know, uh, within about a day, there were 20 people who came to the door with all kinds of brownies, and they just wanted to welcome you and make you feel at home. Mm-hmm. It's a little different geography, but the, but, the, but the love and the kindness is still there. All right, we've got a couple of minutes left. What would be your message for listeners? Now, before you say that, you have chapters on celebrating, uh, forgiving, as we said, courage, humor, how important humor is, respect, compassion, loyalty, listening, and certainly being creative. And so what would be your, what would you like to really leave our listeners with? Well, there's nothing Pollyannish or unrealistic about this way of living. Uh, it's actually beautifully designed for the hard times. Uh, our studies, national surveys show that 77% of Americans uh, feel that helping others, being kind to others, allows them to deal much more effectively with loss and disappointment. I went up to um, Littleton, Connecticut just a few weeks after all the terrible events some years ago at Sandy Hook, and I noticed something that was really powerful. There were people crying in the Starbucks, uh, but there was also a bumper sticker uh, out on the cars and on the glass doors, and it said, We are Sandy Hook. We choose love. And that was powerful, and it meant that instead of just getting slowly digested by bitterness and hostility and resentment, they chose something differently. And the amazing thing, Patricia, and for all of your listeners, neuroscience says that when your kindness is turned on, when you're just focusing your mind, even meditationally, how can I contribute to the lives of others like that old... Norman Rockwell image of the golden rule. It's shutting off all these negative neuro pathways associated with hostility, anger, rumination, and all these very stressful emotions that are like acid on metal ultimately with the body and cause a lot of illness and psychological conditions. So when you just focus your mind, let alone engage in meaningful giving as an activity, you're actually benefiting yourself incredibly. And you don't have to worry about pay it back because you've already got all this good stuff happening within. Thank you so much. How can people find your book? 
Oh, Amazon, why good things happen to good people. Yeah, that's the, you know, that's the universal way these days. All right. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it, it was a joy to write that book, and I thank my uh, journalist co-author, Jill Nymark, uh, who uh, has a nice way with words. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the program. Well, thank you. You're welcome, Patricia, and good luck to all of your listeners. Thank you. Stay in the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this half hour. We'll be right back with you for a second half hour right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.